Blog Talk Radio. Shout out to Courtney A. Kemp. 
Shout out to 50 Cent. I mean, they they put on um, one heck of a production, and it looks like you know the Power Series will be uh, will be entertaining us for a while. So I'm excited about that. But um, if you haven't seen it, I, again, I, I don't know where you've been, but you need to go ahead and catch it. All right. Um, let's see. February 11th on yesterday, 2012. We lost the incomparable Whitney Houston. Can you believe it has been eight years already? Where has the time gone? My goodness, 2012, we lost Whitney Houston. So uh, let's make sure that, you know, we keep, um, you know, keep uh, the the Houston family in our prayers. And then, you know, a few years later, uh, we lost Bobby Christina. So, you know, this isn't a good time, I'm sure, for, for Bobby Brown. He just celebrated his birthday last week, um, you know, last Wednesday. So, like I said, not a good time for him, I'm sure. So let's make sure that we keep all of them in our prayers. Um, and then I just want to give you a heads up. There will be no show on February 26th. Um, so that's going to mark the start of the Lenten season. Um, you know, that will be the six weeks leading up to Easter. And on the 26th, it will be Ash Wednesday. So um, we'll be attending uh, church service on that day. So there will be no show. So we'll have a show next week and then no show on February 26th. And then that means since we will be in Lent, that means that the show will then go um, for one hour for the next six weeks leading up to Easter. All right? So just giving you the rundown like we always do. But now let's give you the rundown on what we will be talking about tonight because, yes, this is a sports show for everyone. All right? The River has run dry in Los Angeles. We will talk about that. Will the Cowboys break the bank for Dak? Will they? We will have to see. No news right now. They say no news is good news, but we'll have to see about that. Indefinitely means what exactly? Miles Garrett, the suspension has been lifted. We will talk about that. NBA All-Star Weekend coming up. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes. Wednesday, Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, and oh, so much more. So we will talk about that, all of that, and then some when we come back right after the break. Right now, your girl is flying, flying solo. So we'll have to see if, if anyone joins us in in the uh, in the studio. But if not, you know your girl is going to hold it down like she does right about this time. All right. So we'll go ahead and jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of this, the river has run dry. No more Philip Rivers in L.A. We will talk about it right after the break. It is LL Sports 2 with who? TJ. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, B. Talk your shit. Time to let me upgrade. How you gonna upgrade me? Tired at number one. You know I used to beat that block. Now I bees the block. Let me upgrade. <laughs> I hear you be the block, but I'm the life to keep the streets on. Know that you the type that likes to keep them on the leash, so I'm known to walk alone, but I'm alone for a reason. Sending me a drink ain't appeasing. Believe me, come harder. This won't be easy. Don't doubt yourself. Trust me, you need me. This ain't no shoulder with a chip or an ego. What you think they are?
boy who infiltrated all the corporate dudes. They call shots, I call audibles. Shake up the jeweler, bubbles, Lorraine Swartz sort of dude. It's big balling, baby, when I'm calling you. I'm talking spy bags and fly pads and rooms at the Bloomberg. And rumors, you on the verge of a new merge. Cause that rock on your fingers like a tumor. You can't fit your hand in your new purse. It's humorous to me, they watching and we just got an Allen hopping off of your mafioso. Mafioso. Oh, baby, you ever seen satin? No, not the car, but everywhere we are. You sure to see stars, this is high level, not eye level. My bezel, courtesy your order Mars. I order yours tomorrow. Now look at the time I saved ya. Mama, let me upgrade you. <laughs> Wednesday night. 
<laughs> nowhere else, doll. And I apologize for the lateness. I was, I'm a, I'm a poet, and you know it, and you know, I was right, and I got lost in time and didn't realize who I was. I said, oh, no, I got to get to TJ. Perfecting <laughs> <laughs> that trap, and, and the time just, just got away from you. Trust me, I understand how it happens. <laughs> I apologize, so, but I, like I say, I'm here. Yeah, like you, you are, said, you are here and in full effect. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't wait for the for the lyrics tonight. Then it got you all in in depth over there. I can't wait. Well, well, this is not one of my finest hours in writing, but you know, ain't look. I put the sports is over, TJ. I can, I'm writing about love tonight. Love. Football is over. Basketball, I haven't been following this week. So, right. uh, you know, I didn't, wasn't, wasn't trying to do anything else. So. Totally Valentine's Day is Friday, baby. Can we we got an extra Friday Valentine's Day, DJ. Can you believe it? I know, right? We're already halfway through February. <laughs> but I like it. I mean, we're closer to August. Stop it now. I can't, I can't rush the whole year, though. shoots 
than any of us can count. Not only has Philip Rivers been our quarterback, he's been the heart and soul of our organization, end quote. Not too much heart and not enough soul because it's time to let it go, in the words of <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass. But, um, <laughs> but it was, too, you know, too much, to, uh, you know, going on there, you know, didn't feel like they wanted to go for year 17. But um, Philip Rivers, he also talked about, um, you know, his feelings and comments on his future. He says, I quote, I do feel I have some emotional fire and passion still left. I know I have passion for the game that I think is going to last my lifetime, and I think I have the ability left to go play at a high level. I can say for certain that if I'm playing, it's a two-year maximum. Whoever the suitors are, I think that would be their hope as well, because you never know how it goes. Shoot, if we stink it up after one year, I'm probably done. If we play really good, they'll probably want to go again, end quote. So um, just in hearing um, Philip Rivers' words and, and the words from the organization, uh, Aunt Lou, do you feel like the right move was for them to part ways? Well, probably. I think maybe. I don't know. I really don't. You know, like you said, I'm just so one-track-minded at times, you know, because my, if it doesn't have to do with my people, you know, I can be a little selfish. <laughs> but it, it could have been a good move. Could have been good or not, been one. goodness, I love the Odyssey 8 Luke. Shout out to Reginald Johnson. I see Kim Street in the house. Harold Chambers, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Lady birthday to Harold. Thank y'all so much for watching, uh, tuning in to the show tonight. Well, I must say, uh, coming from the organizational standpoint, I can see why they would see that it's time to part ways with Rivers. You know, he has been um, a, a successful quarterback for the Chargers organization. Never has seen the Super Bowl, but that's not all on Philip Rivers. You know, you have to put a team around it, but he has been part of some great teams um, over his 16-year career, i.e., what they were just in, excuse me, the divisional round uh, two, two years ago when they laid a complete edge against the New England Patriots. But, again, uh, Philip Rivers, he has been part of some really good teams, had some um, phenomenal players around him, you know, in his 15-year uh, career there, but never able to, you know, bring the chip to um, the Chargers and nor um, to the Super Bowl. So, I guess I can understand um, the organization's point of view of, of saying, you know, it's time to move on. He's not the most mobile quarterback, um, but as far as a person, as far as a human being, I don't think you could ask for a better uh, role model and representative to be the face of your franchise, um, like a, a Philip Rivers. Because, you know, as far as I, as far as I've ever read or heard or even just listened to him and speaking, he doesn't curse. And that's kind of hard, too, I would think, at being a football player because of all the things that goes on in the course of a game alone, let alone practice, OTAs, never heard a curse word come out of his mouth. Um, he's a very um, a very family-oriented man, I believe. You know, they're on their either ninth or tenth child, uh, so he, he does believe in um, reproduction in principle. Um, but, um, and he is a, uh, he's a very spiritual and so I definitely admire that about him as well. So, he's, uh, again, just a, a wonderful role model to have in your organization. But, you know, role models and, and being a good man and a family man and a Christian man does not, uh, you know, give you the, the Super Bowl ring. So, um, you know, it is all about production and, and what have you done for me lately, in the words of Jenny Jackson. So 
I can mm-hmm. see, you know, why the why the organization maybe needs to step away. Now, I think my main question was why Philip Rivers thinks that it's still time to continue. Because to me, I just think that there are certain players who, you know, this is me being a fan, uh, being selfish, I guess, so to speak. But I still feel that there are certain players in any given sport, whether it's basketball, football, um, baseball, that they just retire with with the one team. You know, I know that everybody can't be Kobe Bryant. Um but if we could have just the careers of a Kobe Bryant, I think that would just be so a beautiful thing. But as we see, you know, Joe Montana, you know, he left uh, for the Chiefs. They had Michael Jordan. He left the Bulls to go to the Wizards. Um, you had Shaq, who, you know, he just went here, there, and everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, you know, he should have, I felt like he should have retired. Um, a, a 49er. Jimmy Smith, you know, should have hung it up with the Dallas Cowboys. So, there's just a, a you know a plethora of of athletes that we could talk about that have left and you know just wish that they could have stayed their whole career with that one team and I, again I just think that Philip Rivers um you know it, he he could have maybe should have been one of those but again who are we to say that it's time for them to hang it up you know if they feel like they still have something left in the tank then you know go out and give it all leave everything out there on the field so that you don't walk away with any regrets. Um, but for Philip Rivers to come out and say, for the first thing for him to say is, I do feel I have some emotional fire and passion still left. Does that mean that you still have the talent, Philip? And, you know, he's going in saying that he has probably a two-year max. Uh, well, I hope he's feeling a backup for maybe one of those years for the two of, or maybe even both of those years, but not to say that there isn't a need for a starting quarterback in some of uh, with some of the, the teams out there in the NFL, um, but if you know you're going in with this two two year window, is that really a, an attractive suitor? I guess my question. Um, but again, that leads to believe that maybe you know is it not time for you to just go ahead and, and walk away? But um, I don't know. Any any thoughts on on those um, comments, St. Lou? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think that, you know, it probably is. He should walk away, you know, in that in that case. Just just leave, you know. But sometimes we can wait too long, TJ, to do something, you know. Right. And, uh, and our time is, uh, is, 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 you know, has expired. And it's like, right. you know, you just kind of trying to avoid the inevitable. So it's just best to go on and do it, you know. Exactly. A lot of times things happen, you know, and then you and then you go back and think, I wish I had done that sooner or whatever, you know. When when some things could be avoided, you know, you could stay on the job too long or something, and you wind up getting fired, you know. When when you should have just left when it when it was you know starting to get, you know, uh, you was getting tired of it and and you realized you wasn't going to progress or you know advance, so it's like it's it's just time to go on and, and you know get out of the situation, so. Mm, that's a very good point. That's, that is a very good point, and especially with football, because, or I guess in any sport, because one thing that the, the cameras and you know, no matter how what type of team or players that you put around certain individuals, one thing you cannot hide from is the um, when your talent seems to diminish. You know, for the Thank for you. the four two speed guys, you know, you see when their speed is now in the five range. Or you know the quarterback with 
long arm. You know, they used to throw 40, 50, 60 yards down the field, and now they can barely do a 20-yarder, and it's a duck. Um, you know, so I definitely agree with you that sometimes players do tend to, uh, tend to stay a little bit a year or so too long when they could just, you know, go off on the sunset on a on a happy note. But I think that that is very hard, you know, for the um, Ray Lewis's of the world, the Jerome Bettis's of the world, you know, who were able to just ride off in the sunset at the highest pinnacle of their career, winning a Super Bowl and then walking away. Um, but then you see, you know, the, the players that have that have left even this year, um, the Eric Weddles and um, the let's see who else retired. Um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but Eric Weddle, he comes to my mind because he's the most recent. Um, uh, uh, Luke from from the Panthers, um, the, uh, the the defensive end linebacker, uh, Luke Keekley, um, Patrick Willis, you know, a few years ago. Um, so when we introduce those players that can walk away, um, when they know that they might have something left in the tank, you know, we're like, no, no, don't leave. But then you have to admire their, you know, just their willingness to, to listen and to succumb to what it is that their bodies, that their mental um, mental is telling them because one thing with football, if you're going out there half, you know, half in in the, the half mindset or not completely and all the way uh, plugged in and, and committed, that is when you can bring serious injury to yourself as well. So, um, again, who are we to say that, you know, Philip Rivers, that it is time for him to hang it up? But um, I just, I don't know. If, if, if you know you only have two pieces left, um, but I guess, you know, if you make it into a prime situation, um, then you know, we might be saying it might be one and done. They might be put a team may be pulling all of their chips in, you know, for the 2020 season, and you never know. But I'm going to ask this, St. Lou, um, on the premise of what Philip Rivers is saying, you know, with the two-window, two-year max, max window, um, if you could pick a quarterback, that said that they wanted to play like this for the next two seasons out of the primary quarterbacks that will be hitting free agency or possibly could be hitting free agency, um, which would you rather have on your team? And I know you love Philip River. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Russell Wilson. So this is a hypothetical. I need you to step out of the Seahawks box right now (laughs) and play along with me. But if you could have a quarterback with a potential two-season window, who would you rather have, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, or Tom Brady? Uh, probably a Newton. Probably who? You said Cam Newton. Yes, he's one of the three. Yes, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, mm-hmm. or Tom Brady. I would probably say uh, Newton. Newton. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. any specific reason why, or just Maybe well, I think he has probably more age. Yeah, he has more. He's younger than Brady, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I think Brady will be twenty-three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think Brady is awesome and everything, but Brady era is is kind of over, and so I don't want to see some young bucks step it up and do their thing and 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 kind of uh, create a uh, what do you call it a um, reputation or uh, you know create you know just just soar and grow. Like, um, I mean, you look at a, a boy who just won the Super Bowl. I mean, he, you know, he's a young buck, but he has some he has some years on him. And so you didn't name him or nobody. You just gave me these three uh, people. So I I know about Cam more than any of the other ones. And Brady, 
but I would mm-hmm. rather have Cam. That's just me. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's these three because they're the three that either will be hitting the free market, um, free agency, or potentially because we don't know what the Carolina Panthers are going to do just yet. I mean, we know that they have the new coaching regime in-house, but everything, um, everything that they're saying to the media, it seems like everything is contingent on if Cam Newton will be healthy, if he will be returning in a Carolina Panthers uniform in the 2020 season. So these are the three quarterbacks who um, either will be entering into free agency or potential to enter into free agency and maybe have, um, you know, at least a two-year minimum window um, to try to, you know, make something happen for, for whatever team may be suiting them. So that's why we uh, – those are the three for you to choose from. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. It is the dynamic duo holding down the fort. Ain't Lou and TJ Valero, I see you in the house. Drika, thank you so much for tuning in. Mystic Blue in the house, I see you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Christopher Miller, what's going on with you, 49er fam? I thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And Justin Felton, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show. Talking about Philip Rivers, he says that he is going to be hitting the free agent uh, market come March. So we will see who his suitors will be. Um, out of the three that I that I gave you to name, Aunt Lou, I'm actually going to say Tom Brady. If there's a two-year last window, yes, I would mm-hmm. say Tom Brady. One, because he's just a proven winner. I think he has proven that if you put the right pieces around him, he will be able to make things happen. Um, and then this will also be, I guess, kind of solidifying if if Tom Brady can only move with Bill Belichick, or mm-hmm. is Tom an entity on his own? Like I said, if you can put him in the right situation or surround him with the appropriate, you know, weapons, he can flourish anywhere. But um, as far as Philip Rivers, uh, with Philip Rivers and Tom Brady, the mobility is not there. So we do know that he would have to be Tom Brady would have to be behind a tremendous offensive line. But Cam. Mm-hmm. He is younger, uh, definitely more mobile, but Cam and his accuracy, it still kind of bothers me. So I don't know if that's just who Cam is, you know, if they have not been able to coach him into being an accurate passer yet. Um, He's definitely a a lot better than he was, you know, starting in his career. Um, But even in his, you know, in his MVP um, season, you know, he still was kind of up there in the interception. But Cam, uh-huh. I don't know if Cam will ever not play Cam's style of ball. And by that, I mean all you have to do is give him about seconds. If that pocket breaks down or if the one-two um, options falter, if, if those one-two progressions, you know, if, if they're not there, Cam is going to do what Cam does, and his instinct is to run. Um, so... And I just don't know how that is going to afford for a healthy Cam Newton long term. So, um, but fully healthy, oh, Cam, he's still to me, I, I think, until proven otherwise, um, he's still one of the best, best of the best. You put him up against right. home, against Lamar Jackson, uh, your Russell Wilson, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'm, I'm going to, to bet that Cam is going to come through probably seven times out of ten. Well, I don't think he can beat Russell, but you just go. You can just throw that out there. You better put him up against Garoppolo. Put him up against Garoppolo, girl. <laughs> I, can, I can't put him up against Garoppolo. Garoppolo's not a he's not a a running quarterback. 
You have to put him up against okay, the competition. Yeah. Okay. So you, would you know. would you put him up? Would you put him up against my boy uh, that we thought was going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, the little young kid, Lamar. Mahomes. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, who would I take, Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson? Yeah, would you put him up against Lamar? Uh, they're in the neighborhood. They're definitely in the neighborhood. Okay. They're, they're on the same block, right? As a matter. They might be about three houses down from each other. But Lamar, <laughs> I'm going to pick. <laughs> they're not next door neighbors, but, you know, they have the same, they have the same uh, delivery. <laughs> so, so, same mail, mail person delivering their mail. But uh, I'm, I am going to pick Lamar over Cam because Lamar just has a set of, set of, of skill set that, that uh, is like none other. In fact, Mahomes, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of in a class. Now, Mahomes and Lamar, they might be next door neighbors, or they might be living mm-hmm. across the street from each other. But uh, <laughs> definitely those who are the same neighborhood. But but even still, you know, they still have their two totally uh, different identities as well, Mahomes. But, um, but yeah, if I had to pick one out of those three, Rivers, Brady, and Newton, um, for two years since, just for two years, if, if two years was the max, I think I would still have to go with Brady. So y'all hit me up on the timeline, hit us up, and, and let us know uh, what you think. Who would you pick if if uh, if your team had a two max window, two year max window, and you needed a, a quarterback to come in and just give it all they had for two years and possibly take it to the promised land? Are you picking Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, or Cam Newton, and why? All right. So um, yeah, but we we'll have to see. Uh, first, we we'll have to see what suitors. Philip Rivers has. Um, we have to see will Tom Brady get to the free agent market. We, we know that he, he can be a free agent, but, you know, will the Patriots finally do the right thing and go ahead and just lock him up for the remainder of his career? And then we have to find out, is Cam Newton healthy? And, um, you know, what will the Carolina Panthers do in regards to that? All right. So i tell you um, what with that, let's go ahead. We're going to jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of that, we will talk about what does indefinitely mean in the NFL. We will talk about that and so much more. So don't, don't make don't, uh, don't move a muscle. Make sure you stay right where you are. You need to go, you know, freshen up, juice, your soda pop, <laughs> popcorn, whatever you need. But just make sure you return back here to the ladies of sports in three and two. All right, <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. After the break. <laughs> Here we go. What is he thinking? Got to get rid of the ball, Matt. The defense is showing the blitz. So why are you holding on to the ball? Another damn turnover. And coming up empty in the red zone. What happened, honey? How, how did the other team get the ball? The defense is blitzing. The quarterback didn't get rid of the ball quick enough. The linebacker caused a sack fumble, and the defender ran it back for a touchdown. Oh, a touchdown. That's the same thing as a home run, right? <sighs> Never mind. The game's back off. Ladies, do you have a genuine interest in learning about sports? Are you tired of trying to ask questions and being met with irritation, reluctance, or just being ignored altogether? Well, ladies, bring your questions to us. This is your host, TJ of LL Sports 2 with TJ and Tiff. 
a sports show for everyone that covers all the latest headlines in sports. However, this show caters to the novice female sports fan, helping to educate the ladies on the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football. Tune in every Wednesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time by either calling in to 347-826-7924 or logging on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash LLSports2. And they promise to never answer a question with... Not now, the game's on. So join the ladies of sports, LLSports2, DJ and... Massage your mind as my missus will start to play. 
of ghetto sauces you are. And I be your sexual chocolate bar. And I gotta keep strong for the cause. And you gotta keep me strong for the tour. Brother man and me, damn the family. What else could we be with no one understands up but me? You were the first to tame me. Oh, big T. <laughs> I'm out. It's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. You already know they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. It is the dynamic duo in the house, TJ and Aunt Lou, holding down the fort for you. Hey, and don't forget, if you haven't already picked up your copy, TJ's Best of Part 1 Motivational Moments on a CD near you. Let me tell you, this helped get me through the Super Bowl. Let me tell you right now, because I needed some motivation. Better get on my job. <laughs> but make sure to get your copy if you haven't already. 15 for one, 25 for two. If you are out of state, just add five for shipping and handling. But it is a it is a very good listen, you know. And a lot of people, when I tell them about you know the show, or but I, when I tell them about the uh, the CD, they think that it's about sports, but it is not. So it is not a compilation of you know my. Um, any shows that I've done, but it's just the motivational moments only. So, you know, I talk about a lot of uh, different topics, um, love. I talk about, you know, especially going after your dreams, um, you know, never giving up. Uh, talk about, you know, some controversial stuff. You know, I had uh, some Black Lives Matters on here, just about judgment, you know, how we should. So it's an array of, um, you know, different topics, not uh, dealing specifically with sports, but, um, you know, just a little inside glimpse of your girl, TJ. All right, so again, make sure you get your copy. TJ's Best Of, Part 1, Motivational Moment. All right, so let's go ahead and jump back into it. As I said before we went to the break, what is the NFL's definition of, of indefinite. Well, we are about to talk about it right now. Lane Lou, I don't know if you have heard, but Miles Garrett, his suspension has been lifted. He has been reinstated back into the NFL after his six-game suspension for hitting a quarterback of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Mason Rudolph, in the head, striking Rudolph in the head with uh, Rudolph's own helmet. I mean, how you get beat down with your own helmet? Well, we got another. Uh, another topic for another day, but seriously, uh, Miles Garrett, he was suspended for the remainder of the season. Again, they did say that it was indefinite, didn't have any timetable on there, but uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL felt that, I guess he was remorseful enough. Um, they met on Monday in New York, and he has now been reinstated. The GM for the Cleveland Browns, Andrew Barry, he said in a statement, I quote, we welcome Miles back to our organization with open arms. We know he is grateful to be reinstated, eager to put the past behind him, and continue to evolve and grow as a leader. We look forward to having his strong, positive presence back as a teammate, player, and person in our community, end quote. Um, so I guess I'm going to pose the question first to you, Aunt Lou. 
Um, do you have a problem that the NFL has lifted the indefinite ban and have reinstated Miles Garrett so quickly? Oh. Hello, hey, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. Um, so he was okay. suspended. Um, he, he lost six games of the year. So let me... And I thought I had that on there. It's this game, uh, they play, they playing every 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 week. Uh, so there's been about so that's that's like a month and a half or two months, huh? Yeah, I believe it was week ten or week eleven that he it was it was okay. the Thursday night football game with the Steelers and the um and the Browns. And well, Browns. He, go on, go on, go on. No, no I was saying on. the Browns. They'd already been whooping up on the Steelers pretty much the whole game. Well, they had been. Um, it was. 27-6, I believe that was the score. There was only six seconds left in the game, and yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they, you know, uh, Rudolph got back to throw a pass, and uh, the ball had left his hand, and then Miles Garrett pretty much pile, power driver or pile drive, pile drove, whatever you want to say, um, Rudolph into the ground. So the game was over mm-hmm. six seconds. Browns had already won the game, and he still, you know, did like a football move. And Kyle Rudolph was like, hey, man, the game's over pretty much. You know, you, you could see that that was what was going on in his head. And he was probably ticked off, you know, that, that he did the play. Um, probably was ticked off for the whole game that he had been getting beat down. But that's what mm-hmm. football is, you know, and, and they had license to beat him down, during, you know, during the game. But um, he just didn't take too kindly to that last play. And, you know, remember Kyle Rudolph tried to take off uh, Mason, uh, I'm sorry, Miles um, Garrett's helmet. It wasn't successful, but Garrett was successful in removing Rudolph's helmet, and then we know what happened after that. He commenced hitting him upside the head with his helmet. Yeah, two uh, two months, less than two months is really not enough time, I don't think. Okay. So did, did he apologized and he paid a fine, though, right? Well, he, he did apologize. He was. With the with with the fine, um, again he was hit with six games of not being paid as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna save my thoughts. I just want to get your thoughts before I play something though. But um, so so mm-hmm. you do think that the six games was not enough? Six games. How much does he make a game? That's a good question. Then I could probably say that because he didn't get. Let me see if I can you find that out. Remember, we I remember I looked that up during the season. He's still on his rookie contract. I do know that, so he has not been. Um, he's not uh, had his, his his contract renegotiated yet. So more mm-hmm. than likely, not making a million dollars, you know, per per game. He's probably at the rookie max, which is roughly about six. Um, Anywhere between six to seven hundred thousand when you're first round draft pick per game or the year. Um, no, per game. Six hundred thousand a game. He's a um, he's the first. Yeah, he's the first round draft pick. Okay. Oh my goodness. So he. Oh, so they've been needing him alive. And if that's six games, that's like, oh my god, that's some millions oh, of dollars that he's lost. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the middle yeah, he's, that he's lost. Okay, well, well then I, I would say if he's paid that much out, I think that it's okay to, 
you know, bring them back because I, I just, you know, and if it would, would a formal or written a, a formal apology, you know, uh, would would be good. And, uh, you know, and then they just kind of need to monitor his behavior at this point, you know what I mean? Because, you know, maybe think about getting him in anger management or something. But but if he paid that much out, I think that, you know, you can't you can't just beat him to death. You know what I mean? I think that's, yeah, I think it's good. Restoration and, and bringing him back. I think it's okay. Okay. All right. Shout out to Juan Carlos Perez. I see you in the house. Eric, hi, this my brother from A-Town, Aurora. Mike Markson in the house. Thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. I truly, truly appreciate it. And hit me up. We want to know your thoughts on the timeline. Do you think that the NFL raised the indefinite suspension too soon on Miles Garrett for the hit, um, hit of um, Kyle Rudolph? Uh, you know, on the top of his head with the helmet. So what I want to do now, I want to play some audio for you. This is from Teddy Um He works with uh, ESPN, um, and he was mm-hmm. on first take earlier today. Uh, you know, Super Bowl winning uh, champion Teddy Bruschi played with the New England Patriots. Um, also played on the defensive side of the ball, so he can definitely understand how, you know, tempers can flare um, in the heat of action. You know, on the on the gridiron, on the football field. But first, I want to play this clip of Teddy Bruschi, and he's talking about, or he is addressing the um, definition of indefinite from the NFL. Let's take a listen. I look at it, and I was thinking eight games. I didn't think any type of full season bans or elimination from the league, anything like that. That was an overreaction, but I thought this might have been an an eight-game suspension, so I would have said add two on top of it. And then, you know, the word word indefinite is strong. I know he's had to live with that for a little while, but um, did this suspension depend on when it happened during the season? If this was week six, would he have played again last season and would would it have been ten? You know, or week eight, it would have been eight, you know, but – You've got to establish some type of consistency if this happens again. And it's an emotional game. And I understand what happened to Miles Garrett and how he went crazy and how he's in a situation where you got a helmet and you lose control and you swing it. It can happen again is what I'm trying to say. So when it does happen again, you know, you've got this to look back on it. And in totality, all it's been for Miles Garrett is a six-game suspension when I think a standard of eight for people to look at would have been better for the league moving forward. Hmm. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Again, that was Teddy Bruschi speaking today on uh, ESPN's first take with his definition of, you know, um, indefinite and how he feels like um, this could be uh, could be setting a precedent um, in the NFL for not if but when this happens again. Now I want to play this audio from Teddy Bruschi, um, and he talks about and references the inconsistency that still continues to happen in the NFL. Let's take a listen. There's a reminder to the players where, where if I go to the commissioner and show contrition, you know, that things can be better. You know, because you have a meeting with the commissioner, you know, you, 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 were, you um, express remorse, you do all the right things, and the commissioner will be lenient, rather than knowing if you do that, this is what's going to happen. So this opens up inconsistencies, which is something that there have been a lot of debates about with the NFL and how they've handled things in the past. And now it's just another example to where something like this happens again, and then now it's all about debate. Is it about six games? What does indefinite truly mean 
does it mean you finish the season and then you have a meeting? Or maybe if it's, in, it's a few games, it's six games, then I go to the commissioner and tell him how sorry I am, and he lets me back in the league. Hmm. 347-826-7924. is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. You have the dynamic duo, Aunt Lou and TJ, in the house. And so after listening to the words of Teddy Bruschi, again, a Super Bowl champion, um, with the New England Patriots, he plays on the defensive side of the ball. Um, again, you know, he said that he can relate to, you know, how it is in the trenches and on the gridiron, you know, when you're in the heat of battle. Um, but then also, you know, just addressing the indefinite, uh, you know, what does that really mean? And then the inconsistencies that the NFL seems to manage to be consistently inconsistent. Um, and Lou, does your thoughts on the six-game suspension change at all? Uh, and I think six games was enough. No, I, I wouldn't change, you know. So, you know, we can look and say, well, is he going to get anger management, this and that, you know, that's something. But uh, eight games, you know, the man in millions of dollars, he's been out of millions of dollars. If, 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 if Most time when you hit somebody's pocket, I mean, they're going to either wake up or just be crazier. And I just don't think that he would. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, no, no, I would say six was enough. And indefinitely, they just probably used the wrong words so that somebody, you know, is trying to appease the public or whatever. But um, I think that was enough. That's what I feel. Okay. All right. Sounds good there. Um, Well, I totally disagree because I definitely think that suspension should have carried over into the 2020 season. Yes, and I think because, um, for one, and he he also mentioned this as well, it's the imagery of Mm -hmm. what we saw, and you never want to see that again. Like, I I want to live the rest of my life enjoying football and never seeing that again, where a player feels like, I don't care how mad he is, but hit another player on top of the head who is helmetless. I mean, he didn't have his helmet on. Anything could have happened. No, it didn't. Thank God, you know, that his skull wasn't busted open. You know, a lot of people say that that could have happened. We don't know that. We don't know at what angle he could have been hit with the helmet or what part of the helmet he could have been hit. This could have really ended in a totally different scenario. So just because it didn't, I don't think that leniency should come into play. Do I think he Uh is sorry? Do I think he is remorseful? I'm sure he is. Um, taking away the money, take, take the money out of it, you know, the amount of money that he that he um, has lost. I do believe uh-huh. he understands the repercussions that are going to come to his reputation um, from this incident because now no one will ever not associate this incident with Miles Garrett. You Google him, you think of him, anytime he comes, if he ever comes, if his name is involved in any type of incident or scuffle, it's always going to be, oh, well, you remember when. Or, yeah, Miles Garrett, that's the guy who did. You know, so um, mm-hmm. I definitely think that he regrets having his name now associated with such a horrific act. Um, right. And that, and, that and I just feel like with that, uh-huh. he's, you know, with him regretting that, I mean, then that's something he's got to live with for the rest of his life. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to have that stigma. You know what I mean? So that's why I say, you know, he's going to get his punishment, I believe. But go on, go on. Right, and, and and that's true, and, and I can understand, you know, he'll never be able to get away from that, so it's kind of like, you know, is that punishment enough because that's something he'll never be able to get away from. But I just feel like the NFL, if they're really trying 
to set a precedent because um don't know if a lot of people know this, but in the bylaws of the NFL, um, you know, constitution or whatever you want to call it, it does say that if a player is struck with a helmet, then they are automatically ejected from the game. So that is in okay. their in their policies or whatever. So they, I guess they've obviously thought that, okay, this could happen. Now, do they think a person would get hit with a helmet and they didn't have a helmet on? I don't know if that was taken into consideration. I really don't think anybody ever thought that that would happen. But it is. Um, so there is there was a rule in there that said if that was to happen, then the player is automatically ejected from the game. But mm-hmm. just to say that, okay, he's suspended for the remainder of the year and now start of the 2020 season, so that means he can now come back to the team, he can participate in all football activities. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that he should be allowed to do that just yet because I think that the seriousness and, like I said, the imagery of it, you have kids that are out there looking at this, and no matter how mm-hmm. much you teach them, no matter how much you tell them this is not the way to do it, you just have some people out there that they're going to be like, well, he did, and he got a chance to come back and play. Not to say that the Miles Garrett should have been kicked out of the league. By no means am I saying that. But I just think that the punishment should have just been so harsh and so strict that it would deter anybody from doing it ever again, or even having that be a thought in their mind, you know, to pick up a helmet and to actually swing it. So I do think that whether it be one, two, um, you know, I I don't have a uh, specific amount of games that I think should be done, but I think he should have at least missed some games in the 2020 season just to to make an example um, that this will not be tolerated in the NFL. Um, and like I said, the best way to for for um, you to hit someone or for to get them to understand or to get them to really listen is to hit them in the pocket. So All right. Um, you know, I, I don't think you know anything will wake you up other than losing out on millions of dollars. But um, I don't know. I, I just think that the the NFL they kind of dropped the ball on this one, and they could have really, um, really made a stance, took a stance on this. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if I can locate what his actual salary is. Uh, let's see. Bear with me here one moment and send it without pay. Okay, so looks like I may have misspoken here. If I go to CNBC, let's see what they're saying. Um, bear with me one moment. Oh no, that's two hundred and fifty thousand that they're saying that the, the league for. Okay. So yeah, it's not exactly saying the amount that Miles mm-hmm. Garrett missed out on per game. Mhm. Um, but it's not really saying. Find that out before uh, before we get off the air tonight, but. But each league, I'm sorry, each team was fined $250,000 for the infractions for Rudolph and for uh, Miles Garrett there. Let's see. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Hey, I see you in the house. What's going on, Sonia? I see you in the house tonight. Um, So, yeah. But, like I said, I do think that they should have um, extended the the, uh, suspension into 
into the 2020 season. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, I would but, love to see what those girls would have said tonight, weighing in on that. You know what I mean? No, I know. I was looking forward to what they had to say, too. But shout <laughs> <laughs> out to, to Terry. Her grandson is playing um, uh, in the football tournament tonight. So if they win, they keep, you know, they continue to play. But if they did, if they do lose tonight, then the season is over. So we are definitely hoping that um, that they uh, win the game tonight and are able to advance on to the next round in the playoffs. So shout out to, to Terry. She is doing her grandmother too tonight, supporting her grandson. And, uh, That's all right. Yeah, Janelle let us know that she wouldn't be able to make it uh, on the show tonight. So we definitely miss the ladies. But ain't Lou and TJ holding down the fort. That's what I'm saying. That's what we do. We're the original gangsters in this thing, except for Tiffany. Anybody else comments on this? Tiffany. <laughs> you better say it. You getting, getting in practice. St. Hey, Lou, what's that? What you doing? You getting in practice. I'm getting in practice. You know I'm getting yeah, in practice. Girl. Up in about 18 minutes. You, you already know it. 18 minutes. And you, it's going to be time to drop. It is going to be time to talk. It is. Shout out to shout out to the ladies missing the show tonight, but we are holding it down. So, like I said, hit us up on the timeline. What do you think? You know, should the NFL um, have? Uh, you know, do you agree with them lifting the um, the indefinite ban on Miles Garrett, or are you okay with it being the sixth game suspension and you know he should be back on the field uh, with his teammates? But I do think that what uh, Teddy Bruschi said um, kind of, hmm, let's see, what do I want to say? Um, one of those things that make you say, hmm, because you do hmm. wonder, had this had this happened maybe like, say, week four or week six, and then there would have been 10 games for him to miss or, let's say, 12 games for him to miss, you know, would it still have been indefinite or would they have been able to put um, a specific number saying, okay, um, you know, would it have been indefinite, meaning he missed the whole remaining of the season still, or would they have been, okay, like we'll give him eight games and then he's able to come back? So basically what you're saying, if this were to happen again, that six games is the, is the max. Because if anybody does it again and, and they're, they're, they're penalized more, they're going to say, well, what, what about Miles here? So, and, you know, if the, the league, you know, they're always talking about player safety and how they're trying to get a uniform um, act of, of punishment and all of that, when they put together that so-called committee, you know, where they were going to determine their punishments and all of that, they already said that, you know, eight games, that was the minimum for any infraction, just like with domestic mm-hmm. violence. You know, if a, if a player got um, in an infraction, you know, off the field, you know, eight games was supposed uh-huh. to be the minimum. So now you have a player getting hit upside the head with a helmet, he's a defensive <laughs> player, he didn't have a helmet on, and all he got was six games. So again, the NFL just being consistently in. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 I'll say this, TJ. You know, his. I, I still feel the same way, but we still need to find out what he's making, what he, right. you know, what he lost. But, um, but that's just them. I mean, they they have one rule for him, one rule for somebody else, and then that's just the inconsistency of them. You know what I mean? Right. He just happened to he just happened to be the person that committed this particular crime, you know, and decided he wants to act up. But uh but but I, I do think that the NFL as a whole they need to have the same the rules should apply for everyone across the board. You know what I mean? Right. 
That's true. That is definitely. Okay, so let's see if we can get this. Because he makes $30.41 million. Okay, so here we go. It says, how much money did Miles Garrett lose? Garrett will lose $1.14 million in salary, and his absence, of course, is significant to the setback of the Cleveland Browns. So $1.14 million is what they said that he was set to lose from this. Um, so, no, it couldn't have been 600 some thousand then per game. Yep. So let's see if I can find out the breakdown. Career earnings, 24. Okay, so let's see. And then one says 1.139. Comes in. Let's see if we can find it here. Thank you all so much for your patience. But, yeah, 1.139 is what they're saying the total was that he should have lost. So that definitely comes in a little less than 600 some pounds per game. So what? I wasn't that good in math. I think, Lou, what does that kind of equate to? Hey, Lou, you there? Uh-oh. Did I lose, Ain't Lou? Okay, if you can hear me, Ain't Lou, call me back. Hit me back. Hit me back. Okay. Oh, here we go. I apologize. So the 645000 was his base salary. So that is what he is set to make per year. What he lost per game, they are saying, is roughly $270,000. Yeah. Okay? So I re- retract what I said. Per game... 270000 is what they're saying that he lost. And his base salary, 645000 That was for the year. And so total, what he was projected to lose for the suspension, $1.13 million. All right. Hopefully. Hello? I'm here. You hear me? There you go. What yeah, I just had to I had to call on the um my my uh, my, my um cell phone was the battery was down so I had to charge it so I'm on the home line now. Can you hear me though? You good? We good? Got you. I got you loud and clear. So that was a so so according to that was like a, a one million and six hundred and twenty thousand or so of and of what he lost. So they could have did a little bit more. I mean I didn't realize that he you know just losing a million. So you know like the guy said eight. Maybe eight uh, weeks or something like eight. that. It could have been eight, eight to eight. ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Eight to yeah, eight to ten games a week. So right, it's, it's, it's a game a week. So probably eight to ten uh, games wouldn't have hurt. You know. Right, right. Yes, yeah, like I said, just two games into the new season because then that uh, it still would have been on the minds of the players as well. See, now it's like right. he comes in twenty twenty year with a clean slate. Nothing happened. Right. But at least you know if they if they allowed another one or two games for him to be. Suspended, it would still be on the minds of the players to be like, dang, you know, and he's a premier player. That's another thing, too. If it was just, you know, a, a, I don't want to say a third string or a second string, you know, you wouldn't tend, tend to put as much weight into it or, or 
validity to it. But with him being a first-rounder, you know, pretty much the face of the defense for the Cleveland Browns, for him to be assessed a penalty with such magnitude, I think that would have spoken volumes as well to the to the other players in the league. So, again, not a lifetime ban, but just at least a one-two-game suspension into the 2020 season to bring, um, you know, right. the, the, the so instead of, of six, it could have been like eight, like you say, eight to ten weeks of suspension. And they would have brought it into the new season. I understand where you're coming from, you know. But uh, I was like, 600000 a game? This boy is, whoop! Well, I did. I, I did retract that, Ain't Lou, so I, I did miss uh, oh, I heard it. No, I heard it. I heard it while you was trying to figure out that I wasn't on my cell phone. You said he, he made about 600 and something thousand. And then, but per game, it was like two. Right. Are you there, TJ? I'm here. Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah. Right. I got that. Yeah. All right. 67924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies. Tonight is the dynamic duo holding down the fort, Aunt Lou and TJ, bringing you the sport. All right. So, um, Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, always find themselves in the news. Why is that? Why? Because <laughs> we talk That's about American Dallas Cowboys. Consistently, but you know, hey, if it's news, we we have to talk about it. But quarterback Dak Prescott still does not have an extension on his rookie contract. What are the Dallas Cowboys waiting on? Is it that Dak is not their man? Is that what they could possibly be saying in deep town? I don't know, but we still can find <laughs> out <laughs> because. Um, March 18th, that is going to start the, the new free agency um, period. I see out there, Candy, what's going on, girl? Val White, Jesse, thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. Uh, thank y'all so, uh, thank everybody for tuning in. So uh, again, quarterback Dak Prescott still does not have a long-term contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they are saying that you know he's, he's looking for a long-term contract, but is it the amount? that the two sides can't seem to agree on. We don't know because nothing is coming out of either camp on what it is that they're trying to offer. Now, let's just put it out there in perspective. So right now, Dak is earning $681,000 a year. Um, This is during his rookie contract. Now, let's talk about the highest paid quarterback, average annual value entering into this upcoming 2020 season. So we have coming in fifth, Carson Wentz, who ain't done nothing. His Super Bowl was won with the Bachelor. Let's keep it real. He's making $32 million in Philly. Jared Goff, he ain't really done nothing. He's got stolen only four three points. Let's just call it what it is. He's making $32.5 million in L.A. Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl ring. Uh, was that even in this decade? I don't think so. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's healthy this year, comes back this year, doesn't have a team this year, but he only has one Super Bowl, uh, $33.5 uh, 30, yeah, $33.5 million in Green Bay. Big Ben Roethlisberger. When was the last time he stayed healthy for a whole season? I mean, let's just call it what it is. The man does have two Super Bowl rings, so I'll give him that. But Big Ben, he hadn't he hadn't uh, completed a full season. <laughs> let's just keep it real. $34.5 million in Pittsburgh. And coming in number one with the highest paid average annual value heading into the 2020 season, your man, Aunt Lou, Russell, Russell Wilson. He's working, though. You got to give it to him. He's working. $35 million in Seattle. Now, 
Russell Wilson, he earned his money. I have got to tip my hat to him because they did put some put some players around him. Now he got DK Metcalf, um, but it's two was the Carson, uh, what's his name, Chris Carson, uh, the running back. Both the running backs went out before before the um, uh, playoffs this year. Um, yeah, you know, he's got he's got Metcalf. Still has uh, what's the other Lockett? You know Tyler Lockett. Yeah. So he does have, you know, the, the requisite weapons around him, but he still manages to make the plays that are necessary to be made in Seattle. So $35 million for Russell. So my question, and I think we're going to leave it. Well, let me say this. Dak was asked if he believed he was a $40 million quarterback because that is what he would have to be making in order to be, you know, the number one. Well, anything over 35 would make him the number one, you know, valued quarterback heading into 2020. So um, he was asked by Yahoo Sports, he was doing an interview, and they asked him if he believed he was a $40 million quarterback. He says, I quote, You tell me. If it's my call to write the check, yeah, no telling. Let's be honest, right? I trust my agents. I trust the Cowboys. Something will get done. I'm not going to sit here and put a number on it. End quote. So somebody asks you if they think that you're a $40 million man, and you say, eh, Hmm. Perhaps. You too. <laughs> Perhaps, in the words of, of good times. Uh, but you don't come out, you know. But but we all know that Dak Prescott, he is not a person who speaks through the media either, though. Um, you know, I put this in quotes, but he is the company man. You know, he says the right things. He does the right things. He comes to work each and every, you know, week, shows up, gives it his all, um, you know, doesn't miss starts. Very healthy, you know, doesn't miss games due to injury. Um, but, you know, if you think that you're the man, you know, when when it's time to get paid, and he did bet on himself this year. Didn't take the friend, didn't want to take the, the franchise tag, and pretty much he played on, you know, just his his rookie contract, betting on himself. But the team went eight and eight, didn't make the playoffs. So, <laughs> the question, and then we're going to go to a break. But don't want you to answer it now, ain't Lou? But this is. Okay, let me hold hold myself. Hold my meal. Yeah, hold your meal now. I want you, I'm going to ask the question, <laughs> then I want you to think about it. We're going to come back through your lyrics, and then I want to hear what you have to say. But with what I just said, 8-8, eight and eight, didn't make the playoff. In every game, though, uh, we, know what, we know what the Cowboys did with Ezekiel Elliott, let him hold out, let him go to Cabo, but then broke the bank for him. Is that $40 million talent? And does he deserve to be the highest-paid quarterback in the league? We'll leave it on that note. We'll jump into a quick break. On the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. Don't go anywhere, y'all. Woo, we got a lot of show left for you. Here we go. We'll be right back. <laughs>
Yes. Mickey Howard, Gerald LaVert. I always hate it when they when they cut off the song at the end. You know, when they hear it, when you hear it on the radio, that'd be the best part. So that's why, in case y'all wondered, why don't she turn that off? No, I can't turn it off. It's the best part. But, like, it's, that's the best part? Ooh, this is one of the best parts of the show. You better know it. Oh, did I say the number? 347-826-7924. That's the number to call. But it is time, it is time for the baddest lady in the land. When her pen hits that pad, yes, it is. It is now time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, Blog Talk Radio. Let's talk about love. Love is a feeling or emotion. To some, it's a commitment or devotion. To others, love is a game. That is played to cause others pain. Love has so many different definitions, especially for people who have secret missions. Love can be fleshly and sensual. Love can be spiritual and two-dimensional. Biblical definition. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not fake, but genuine. God is love and love is God. This statement doesn't get a lot of applause. Love covers and constantly protects. Love is not rude but always respects. Love prefers others over itself. Love should not be put on the shelf. On February the 14th, which is Valentine's Day, the world celebrates love. It may be in the form of arrows, phileo, or agape from above. Whatever form you decide to choose, just know that it will not be refused. Broke that down. Something told me that you just need to speak tonight. You you, you didn't need to bed to to, to, to to get you hyped on that one. Oh, you did. Well, I. I thank you, darling. I thank you because I I really was trying to go with the music and I was just I was struggling. So you yes. just you heard God on that one. Love. But uh, TJ, I need you to listen to. It's a song called uh, "Lord How I Love You." Fred Hammonds. I want you to check that out, girl. This is just gonna make you bow down and worship. But it's know, Lord. Know you know that song? Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, Fred Hammonds. Oh yeah. yeah. So. Um, but I just thought about that, you know, with it being Valentine's Day on Friday, because we never had it on a Friday in a while. So, right. Love. Right. People are going to be, it's going to be friendship love. It's going to be uh, sexual erotic love or, you know, but agape love. Whatever it is, whatever you're given, I don't think it's going to be refused. That's all. Well, you better break it down then. <laughs> with, the, with the, the breaking of the down. All right now. <laughs> And through everything, just make sure that you, you know, that you, that you love yourself. Amen. There All you right. go. <laughs> All right. With, with that, uh, after those wonderful lyrics there, ain't, ain't Lou, I had posed a question to you before we went to the break. Now, do, do you need me to repeat it, or, or, or are you ready to, to give me your, your much-anticipated uh, answer? Oh, I can give the answer. That boy has lost his mind. He is not worth no $40 million a year. He doesn't even, he's not consistent. I mean, have to, I mean, 
I don't think he's consistent. I mean, then look at look at their record. What was they eight and eight? Come on, people. They didn't even make it. He wasn't even a wild card team. You know what I'm saying? Well, let, let, let me just interject. But that was the last year. What about the other, the, the two previous years? I mean, he's been on the field. We always say that the best ability is availability, and and Dak has, you know, he, he's never, never, you know, he's never been out due to injury. Um, well, you know, he, he could get paid probably much as, as some of those other quarterbacks that you name, you know, but not Russell Wilson because he he doesn't, his, you know, and I'm just I'm not being biased, but you know, Russell does so much more. You know that. Come on, TJ. He's. A, I mean, he gets out there and he really gives it his all for his team. I mean, I, I, I hate that they lost that that game when we lost to uh, Rogers. I was glad they lost. But anyway, but um, I'm just saying, um, he, I don't think he's equivalent to, to some of those guys on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, well, he could be getting paid thirty, maybe twenty something million. Mm-hmm. You know, I would. Like, well, what is um, what is our boy um? The one that we thought was going to win and he didn't. What is he getting paid? Um, Who, Lamar? Yeah, I want. What is his What is his annual salary? Oh, he's a, he's on a rookie contract as well, and this is what only his second year. So okay, he's he's and he was what the thirty second overall pick. He was first round pick, but he was mm-hmm. the thirty second overall pick. So let's see if we can find out what Lamar Jackson's salary is. Nine point yeah. four million. What nine point four? Yes. Yeah. So he's only making nine point four million with a four point nine salary bonus. And what is Zach making now, person? Um. Well, per game he makes six eighty one. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He makes six hundred eighty one thousand. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Per game of seven. So six hundred eighty one thousand is what Dak is making. Okay. But that was, like that first round, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, that wasn't the first round draft pick. No, but he's no, I don't think he's worth no, you know, the highest paid quarterback. No. Mm-hmm. He's got some. He's got a lot of other guys in ahead of him. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, and I don't just mean Russell. I would say uh, my boy um, just won the Super Bowl. Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that didn't make it. Um, Lamar, I mean he's, he's yeah, I mean he's he's just, I'm I'm looking at you know you don't hear a lot about what he's doing. I mean I watch the Cowboys games to a certain you know most of sometimes I do, but I just don't think that he's just this uh, superb quarterback. I really don't. Right. Okay. All right. Well, you know I like the devil's advocate. That's that's pretty much what it was because I totally agree. Dak is not no forty million dollar man. <laughs> I don't even think Dak deserves to be in the top five, honestly. Right. Um, and it has nothing to do with me hating the Cowboys. Uh, because mm-hmm. I am a fan. I, I really like him. I like his style. Um, I like that he's, you know, he, he no ways. You know, he just goes out there, he does his job. Um, you know, he doesn't speak on other people's money. Um, and he's, you know, he's good for the league. He's definitely good for the league. But is he, um, I do think he's a franchise quarterback. So let me say that. But I do not think that he deserves to be up in the top five. And I think that that's the problem that we, you know, again, the precedent that we set with it's always next man up. And they always have to outdo and outduel, you know, the, the last contract, regardless of, I think, talent and a lot of times. And especially regardless of what have you, what have you proven, you know, what have you accomplished. You know, you have uh, at least I can say 
outside of Carson Wentz, I mean, he made it to the Super Bowl, but he wasn't the starting quarterback. I think that speaks volumes because, again, the best best ability is availability. And Carson Wentz has yet to complete a full season. Right. Injured. So, but he's making $32 million. Um, You know, a lot of people said that Jimmy is worth the money that, you know, that he's making over $100-some million contract. Well, that's, that remains to be seen. Um, you right. know, he did have that Achilles Achilles tear last season. He was out, um, you know, out after week three. But he comes back his first year, and the team goes to the Super Bowl. So I do think that he has proven his, his value and his worth, at least to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, right. But he's top, you know, top five of, of quarterbacks. And he has been to a Super Bowl. Uh, Jared Goff is, you know, so he's up there with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, for that matter. But at least he right. started. So, um but, yeah, I, I totally agree that Dak is not a $40 million man, nor does he belong in the top five, just in my opinion. Yeah, you're right about that, not the top five. Cause it, I mean, I named two other guys that would have booted him out, and they're not even in the top top highest pay, you know. Right, right. But they don't have to come up yet. You can best believe when it's – well, the Chiefs, they haven't talked about it yet, but Mahomes is hmm, approaching his contract extension time. So they could definitely, if they wanted to go ahead and get it done now, they could. But it's possible that, you know, there's a lot of teams. A lot of teams are about to be strapped with cap, um, salary cap, with cap, salary cap issues. Because there's just multiple players on these teams that are worthy of getting their payday. And it's like, who do you give the money to first? Because okay. so there really isn't a lot of money to go around to each of the teams that need to keep their star players. So, um it's going to be a fun, interesting offseason to see, you know, who enters the free agency market, who gets the contract extension, but most importantly, who gets tagged with those transactions. So, um, so you're telling me, TJ, you're telling me that the NFL is running out of money or what? Oh, no, no, no. Yep. They're not running out of money. The, the owners are still getting buku Buku, uh, you know, their, their checks going to the bank is still astronomical. Yeah. Okay. It's just teams. You know, when you when you have to pay your star, you know, elite players, you know, like i.e. your quarterbacks, your wide receivers, your defensive ends, your linemen. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, you don't break the bank for your corners. You definitely don't break the bank for your running backs, i.e. the the um, L.A. Rams who broke the bank for Todd Gurley, and now they're about to, you know, I'm wondering are they going to ask him to restructure his contract because they're saying that they're going to have a meeting with Todd Gurley in the next couple of days to see about his 20 future with the Rams. You know, it's very possible that he would cut Gurley to try to recoup some of that money back. But you just right. paid him, the, you know, you know, you made him the highest paid running back a year ago after going to the Super Bowl. So sometimes yeah. people seem to get, you know, caught up in the moment, but um, very rarely do you see a running back get paid, um, paid like that, which, you know, why the Phillies um, let, let Le'Veon Bell go. But um, but no, by no means is is the NFL hurting for money. It's just a matter of the team and who they need to get paid and when they need to get paid. And um, you know, will players be willing to take discounts or bet on themselves to not get paid right away? So, like I said, this is going to be a very interesting um, off season and free agent period. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. It is the Excuse me. <clears throat> Not a frog there. Sorry. It is a dynamic duo in the house. Ain't Lou and TJ are holding down the fort. 
Uh, real quick, I want to get to Valero. He says, uh, in, in talking about the Miles Garrett Rudolph, um, says Rudolph attempted to pull his helmet off and do what nobody knows because he was unsuccessful. And that is true. I'm not saying that Rudolph was blameless in this matter, but let's be real. I don't think that had Rudolph um, pulled off Miles Garrett's helmet, he would have tried to swing it and hit him upside the head. And I don't think everybody says that he was trying to pull off the helmet. It is very well possible, but I think that Rudolph was just grabbing. He was just grabbing for whatever he could grab. Now, did he have a hold on to the helmet and did he let go? No, he didn't. So it is very well possible that he was trying to pull off his helmet. And if he was, I don't blame him because at that time of the game, it was six seconds left. The game was There was no need for Miles Garrett's power drive Rudolph into into the ground like that. Yeah, a lot of people say, well, he could have taken a knee or, you know, well, that wasn't the play. You know, how many times have we seen the, uh, the defensive back pull back 20 yards, you know, they let the play just happen in front of them, but they let the quarterback go ahead and just, you know, throw the ball. Mm. You're right. I don't know that, Valero. I don't. But what I do know is that Miles Garrett took uh, Rudolph's helmet and swung it at him and connected with his head. And for that, he just had at least eight games, in my opinion. But that's just me. All right. So let's see. With that, uh, some more NFL news here real quick before we jump. The Carolina Panthers, they did release Greg Olson. Um, They're saying that he is supposed to have some uh, interviews this week, saying that he will possibly and probably have a new team by the end of the week. Uh, Antonio Brown, back in the news, now he's doing the apology tour. Um, First, he apologized to the Steelers through comments on 93.7 The Fan, and then he put up a Twitter post and apologized to Big Ben, claiming that, you know, he didn't realize how good he had it. Antonio. If you're trying to get back on with sellers, go to <laughs> I'm tired of Antonio Brown. I, I'm, I'm just, yeah. Go sit down, Antonio. All right. So let's, with that, I definitely want to get into some NBA news. It's going to be NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend. And, Lou, are you going to watch the festivities, the, you know, the uh, skills uh, challenge, the rookie game, and, of course, the NBA uh, All-Star game on Sunday? Yes, darling, because I'm off Monday. I'm off Friday through Monday. I got a four-day weekend. I need to be traveling, but I'm going to stay home. Yeah, four-day weekend. We off Valentine's Day up until uh, Tuesday. So, yes, I will be watching everything. Okay. Well, you might as well fly to Chicago then and just go hang out in the town and go to the festivities and freeze with everybody else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like crowds. I don't like crowds. I, I get claustrophobia. Uh, oh, really? No. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> long, I know y'all never heard that. I don't think anybody in our family has heard that. Oh, say it now, Lou. It just sounded good. It sounded good. But, no, I just, I'd rather just chill at home because, you know, you can be comfortable at home. And, um, yeah. However you want to dress or not, you know, you can do whatever you want. And then instead of being out there, you know, in the, in the midst of it all, because sometimes people can be crazy. Yeah, this is true. This is definitely true. Hopefully they won't be, hopefully it'll be too cold for them to be too crazy um, in the shot. <laughs> hopefully. You never know. Crazy, you know, crazy breeze in the cold, too. So, um, But all right, so we have uh, the, the 
the rosters are all set. And uh, this year we had, again, uh, Team LeBron and Team Giannis. So LeBron's team, check this out, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James. His reserves, Chris Paul, um, let's see, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Nikolai Jokic, Jokic, Ben Simmons, Montez Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Russell Westbrook. And they will be going up against. Oh, Giannis. Shout out to Giannis and to Kupo. He had his baby today, him and his, his girlfriend. So shout out to him. He's not at the game today. But they had He's um, a father. There. Congratulations, Giannis. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and the baby. So shout out to them. Uh, but Giannis, so uh, his team is Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, and Trey Young of the Hawks. And mm-hmm. then his reserves are Bam Adebayo, uh, Brandon Ingram, Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler will be reunited with um, Joel Embiid. I know Joel is happy about that. Rudy Gobert, oh. Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Middleton, his teammate. So I, think LeBron, I think LeBron's name will win it, though. Yeah, I was going to ask, what chance do you give Giannis for, for winning the game? <laughs> Wait, let's see. What are we talking? One out of ten? Well, I'll say probably um, – Three out of ten. Okay, all right. So you give him a thirty percent chance. To, to, yeah. To, 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 <laughs> I totally understand. Because when I heard that about, I was like, Giannis. Oh, it's like they stacked heavy on one side. You know what I mean? You, Definitely. The first three or four that you 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 mention on, on LeBron's team, it's like okay, so I'm waiting for some some names that I know of, and I know some of the other teams are really doing well, and I don't know all their players, but it's just like you talking mm-hmm. LeBron, Kawhi, Kawhi, Anthony, uh, even Chris Paul, you know, uh, and yeah, he's a reserve. Yeah, James Harden and yeah. Luka. Now you might not know of Luca, but Luca is tearing up the league um, in Dallas. He, and he's he, on LeBron's team. He, he and Hardy. Yes. Oh Lord, that's too much. It's just, it's just, it's just stacked. They top heavy, baby. They just stacked, overstacked. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> What's up? But I'm gonna watch you? it. Go ahead, Alu. I'm gonna watch it, but I hope it doesn't be a blowout. You know what I mean? Well, let me let me um give you some information. Don't know if if you or our listeners are aware of this, but in honor of uh, Kobe Bryant. The NBA are doing a new format for the NBA All-Star Game on uh, Sunday. So they announced that they uh, this is also to increase uh, the level of competition, you know, throughout the game and then also to benefit um, local charities in Chicago. So what's going to happen is um, the changes – let's see, let me do this from the beginning. So – for the first three quarters, each quarter will start with a 0 0 score. So okay. each quarter starts at 0 0. So whoever wins, you know, the first quarter, they start at 0 0. Third mm-hmm. quarter, 0 0. And each quarter will be 12 minutes long. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, the game clock is going to be turned off. So no okay. game clock. And then what mm-hmm. will happen is, in honor of Kobe, they're going to add, um, they're going to have what's called a final target score. And what they'll do is they're going to add 24 points to the leader. So they're going to tally up the points between the third, the, the three quarters, 
whatever team is leading, they will get 24 points added to their total. And that mm-hmm. is going to be the um, deciding factor. Target score for what they okay. have to score in the fourth quarter. So it breaks down like this. Um, let's just say for the cumulative score of the first three quarters, it's 100 to 95. Mm-hmm. LeBron is up 195. So okay. the final score would then be set at 124 points. Like mm-hmm. I said, they're going to add 24 points to the highest total. And then in order to win the game, the team that had the 100 points, they would need to score 24 in order to win. Okay. okay. The team that's lacking, so they only had 95, so they would then have to score 29 points. Mm-hmm. Because that's the difference between their 100 and their 95. And then when you add, you know, the 24. Right. Well, I'm sorry, when you added the 24 points to the 100, it made mm-hmm. the 95 team total, their difference was 29. Right. So okay, that's how it goes. Well, that makes, that makes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Something different, you something know what I mean? Important. Yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. Something <laughs> different. And then they're saying that more than a million dollars will be contributed to Chicago community nonprofit organizations through the NBA CARES outreach efforts. So um, they're saying that the community organizations selected by the winner of each of the first three quarters will receive $100,000. Um, but mm-hmm. a total of 300000 uh donated to charity for those three quarters. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're saying that if the winner, um, if the team that wins All-Star, the All-Star game, if they also won all three quarters, the charities will get um, $500,000. And then the losing team would get one hundred thousand. But that's only if the same team basically wins all three quarters and wins the game. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, they're doing something. You know, trying to help. That's a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now they said that. the players aren't going to get paid. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I think they're. You know, I think each team will still. Each um, will. You know, the players will receive a certain amount of money as well. They didn't say that they wouldn't. Right. Well, that's that's good though. You know, that's a, and they yeah. do see they, they they get paid for the All Star, but it's probably a minimum amount or what? Well, usually it's um you know it's like the the uh, NFL uh, All Star. I'm sorry, um, Pro Bowl. So I uh-huh. think it's, uh, seven is it's seventy five. It's there's a big difference. I do know that. So let's just say, mm-hmm. like, if the winning team got fifty thousand, the losing team would get like twenty thousand or twenty five. Okay. Okay. But um. And they split it amongst the players, though, right? No, each 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 teammate. So okay. the winning team, they would get the whole seventy five thousand. You know, they each would get seventy five thousand, and the losing team would get, you know, fifty or whatever, whatever their the breakdown is. But no, it's fifty thousand a person. Oh, yeah. No, per person. That's how they. Whoa, are you serious? I can just be on the. Girl, I can be on the bench and and on my All Star team and make a fifty thousand, even though they don't let me play. But I'm, you know, normally they rotate the bench, you know. But stay, exactly. are you serious? I thought it was for the whole group and they split it. My numbers out there for you, so I, I don't know exactly what it is. But yes, each player gets gets 
that amount of money. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Enough so. to make you pass out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why a lot of NBA, uh, NFL players wish they would have played basketball. That's I know. Uh, be exactly. Whether they short or tall, look at Spud Webb, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. NBA <laughs> for um, you know, for making those changes in honor of, of Kobe this year. So, like I said, the NBA um, All Star Weekend will be in Chicago. It's the 69th annual um, mm-hmm. NBA All Star Game. It will be held this Sunday, February the 16th, 8 p.m. Eastern on mm-hmm. TNT. All right, and then the uh, they'll also be honoring Col- uh, Kobe and Gianna. Um, so one team is going to, yeah, LeBron James' team is going to be wearing the number two in honor of Gianna, and Giannis' team will be wearing 24 in honor of Kobe. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Love, Kobe made an impact, bless his heart. Yes, he sure did. He definitely mm-hmm. did. But so shout out to the NBA there. Kudos. All right. And <laughs> lastly, before we get out of here, uh, the funeral was for Kobe and Gianna. They were held last Friday. Um, it was a private ceremony. Um, the Altabelli family, um, they were laid to rest on Monday. And um, the family of Kobe Bryant, um, they announced that they will be having a memorial service. It will be held at Staples Center on uh, February 24th, again, 224, to honor Kobe and Gianna. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all right. Well, I won't be attending that one, but you know, that's just for the public. It'd probably be just overcrowded, you know. Yeah, cause, yeah. Being at Staples Center, you know, it's going to be overflow. All, all on the outside. Six hours, you think? What five or six hours? Let me stop. You never know. Um, ain't no chance. I'm sure everybody's going to. Excuse want to be there, and a lot of people will want to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So with that, yeah. it's a wrap. And yeah, ain't we, <laughs> we did it. We did it, baby. We did it, didn't we? We did it, Black Talk Radio. LL Sports 2, we did it. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Holding the fold. So you got your shout-out for tonight? Yes, I um. Well, my niece Cassandra I posted yesterday. Your cousin, my niece, she turned fifty-six. I didn't have her in there. It's written in my in my book now. She turned fifty-six yesterday. So just a shout out to Cassandra Gales, Taylor Scott Williams Brown, whatever she is. Anyway, all that. And then um the thirteenth. So we coming back next week, right on the nineteenth, if God is willing. Yes. Okay. So we're back on the 19th, so then I want to wish Portia, which is Cassandra's sister, my niece, your cousin, Portia's birthday, I don't know her age, but her birthday would be February the 13th, which is uh, tomorrow. And then we have uh, Mary. She will always be my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law slash sister. She will be 62 on February the 16th. So I want to wish her a happy birthday. birthday as well, and uh, that's the day we buried my uh, mama, your grandma, so, you know, we're going to always remember that day, like we did with my bae on your birthday. My right. bae was buried, so, yeah, so you'll always remember that. So I think those are the only shout-outs that, that I have yeah, with uh, with family members, Yeah, you know, 
And uh, and I want to oh, and I want to shout out to Janelle, 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 Janelle. I miss you and I love you, and I love you and I love you and I love you. I don't know where you are, but I hope you're okay. And uh, you know, hopefully you get get a chance to listen to the show. Uh, T.J. held it down. She did very well, and I know she she was marvelous tonight. Miss Terry, I missed you too, and I want to just say that I love you. Um, you know, I hope everything is good, and I hope that the baby wins. You know, and so, um, but 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 last and certainly certainly not least, T.J., you just a faithful trooper. I just can't wait to see what God has for you in 2020. You know, we just, uh, <clears throat> I think it's like 33 days into the year now, 33 or 34 days that we've into the new year. But I, mm-hmm. I just know there's so many more blessings coming your way, you know, this year. And, uh, you know, it's just God is going to fulfill your dreams. So keep on just pressing and moving and being faithful and because and, uh, the God rewards the faithful. I just yeah. want to tell you that I love you so much. I just love you. From the bottom of my heart, and I thank God for you being a, my niece and part of the family. I thank you, Aunt Lou. I'm glad I'm part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you, right? I do, I do. All right, so we'll be back, same back time, same back station next week. All right. All right. Love you, girl. Good night. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. And yes, Aunt Lou and TJ held it down for you, the dynamic duo in the house. All right. So let's see. Wednesday Wikipedia. What happened in the world of sports? February twelfth. I'm glad you asked because I'm sure about to tell you. Not really a lot. Well, there's a lot in hockey. You know, we don't really follow hockey. But 1878, Frederick W. Thayer he patented the baseball catcher's mask. Think he's still getting paid? Pretty sure his family is. 1987, Bill Fitch, he became the fifth coach in NBA history to get 700 career wins. And 1997, Kevin Johnson, he reached 1,000 career steals. And that's the world of sports. Your Wednesday Wikipedia for February the 12th. All right. And that is going to do it for the show tonight. Man, can you believe it? Those two hours, they just flew on by. Shout out to Janelle. Uh, again, I hope that... Um, she just, you know, let me know that she wasn't going to be able to make it on the show, so I'm glad that I was able to hear from her. So pray that everything is well with her. And then, as Aunt Lou said, shout out to Terry and her grandson. Hopefully they won tonight, and they will be moving on to the next round of their uh, championship um, tournament. So we will find out. We'll definitely find out, uh, hopefully tomorrow, but we'll definitely find out by Sunday. All right? So let's see. Birthdays today. Well, we, um, you heard from Brandy. So she turned 41 on the 11th. So it was yesterday. So happy birthday to you, Brandy. Birthdays today, DeMarco Murray turns 32. Jesse Spencer, that's Casey from all my Chicago Fire fans out there. Yes, Chicago Fire on tonight, Wednesday night, best series. Dick Wolf, he is the man. So um, Jesse Spencer, he turns 41. Um, Abraham Lincoln was born on February the 12th. Do you know when he died? 1865. Do you know when he was born? 1809. How do they know? Well, they really keeping stats back then. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just believe it. It ain't fake news. Happy birthday to you, Abraham. Love that dollar bill. He is a dollar, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gucci Mane, he turns 40. Robert Griffin III, don't know what team he's playing on right now, but I believe it's the Baltimore Ravens. He turns 30, and the incomparable 
Bill Russell, yes, the man, the myth, the legend, the living legend. He turns 86. So happy birthday to all of them today. Shout out to my main fan, Mr. Silicon Valley Marlin. Shout out to everybody who, I'm sorry, who listened and tuned in on the podcast. Thank you so much. And for those of you who go back and listen to it, thank you, thank you, thank you, because that's why we record it so that, you know, I know you can't, sometimes you miss it when it's live, so you go back, listen to the podcast on blogtalkradio.com forward slash LL Sports 2 or catch us on the recording on Facebook Live, all right, Tina D. Jackson. So, again, shout out to each and every one of you. Shout out to, again, like I said, Marlon, our main fan in Silicon Valley. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers, Chambers Brothers I see you out there. And, again, happy belated birthday to you, Harold. Shout out to Stephanie, Shanisa, Morgan, Mara, Didi, Jackie, and Brianna. Shout out to um, Antoine and Dana Williams. Happy, happy anniversary. They celebrate their anniversary today, 20 years. So February the 12th, 2000, they are 20 years in. So I just love black love. I do, I do, I do. So shout out to them. Happy anniversary. Um, happy happy Valentine's Day to each and every one. As Aunt Lou, um, you know, she uh, dedicated her her lyrics tonight to Valentine's Day. And so, for those who may not have a special someone to be their Valentine, love the most important person that you know. And who is that? Yourself. All right. So happy Valentine's Day to each and every one. All right. And like I said, if you don't have a have a special Valentine's, that's all right. Just love yourself because you have to love yourself in order for you to love anyone or for anyone to be able to love you, all right? Always remember that. Of course, great big shout-out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. Make sure you catch it on the podcast or the recording if you missed it. Shout-out to Terry and Janelle. We missed you, ladies. Hopefully you'll be able to return with us next week. But Aunt Lou and I, we held it down. That's what we do. Taylor. Taylor made, okay? <laughs> but shout-out to you, ladies. Love you, and we miss you. Um, please, please, please keep one of my dearest friends, Giovanna Tillis, um, uh, Giovanna Williams, her maiden name, but Giovanna Tillis, and her family, Nisha, um, Dot, um, just everybody um, in the family, um, uh, Trina, Regina, um, all the, the um, I'm, I'm just drawing a blank right now, um, but please keep um, them in your prayers. Um, Giovanna lost her cousin on yesterday, Ryan Gaskins, and Ryan and I grew up together um, in Aurora. So we a um, lot of good memories, and um, yeah, just uh, that I'm gonna talk about a little later. But just please keep that family in your prayers. Um, all of their, um, all of his fa- family, um, all of his friends, loved ones. Just please keep that family in your prayers. Um, shout out to my daddy. Lawrence Jackson for all of your support. Shout out to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. He is uh, chilling and, and profiling in Cancun with his wife. So shout out to them. Safe travels. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for your support. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, just um, for everything you do for me, for LL Sports 2, um, just for holding me down. Um, making me a better person, just uh, holding me accountable um, for, you know, for my actions, for what it is that I'm trying to do, what it is I'm striving for, you know, for being that shining example um, that I've always had. I thank you, Essie. I love you. And um, just thank you for all that you do. All right? 
So that is going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, we will be back next week, but again, the show will not be on February 26th, as that will be the start of Lenten season. And then going forth, the show will be uh, one hour for the next six weeks up until Easter, all right? So, um, but until then, you know, we will be back next Wednesday, 347-826-7924, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 or Facebook Live, Tina D. Jackson. That is my name. You already know sports is my game. And I did have something prepared for you. Um, it is time for TJ's Motivational Moment, but, you know, I always have to leave with my heart. And, um, you know, this was – tonight was really hard for me because, like I said, Ryan, we, we grew up together um, in Aurora. You know, he was <laughs> – uh, just uh, one of those spirits that you couldn't help but love. You know, he was uh, just, you know, cool, calm, collected. He was, uh, you know, just always fly. You know, back in the 90s, the early 90s, that's when we had Troop and Guy and, and um, uh, uh, you know, Teddy Riley. And so he was, um, he was like a dancer. And him and uh, Terrence, you know, they were best friends and, and Kahari. And, you know, those fellas, they just, you know, they were just like my rider dies. You know, we just hang out. We would go to, oh, man, um, man, what didn't we do? Uh, just hanging out from, you know, I, I always stayed in Aurora. You know, I, I went to school in Naperville, but I was always on the west side at Aurora West. Um, and, you know, just Friday, Saturday, Sundays, it was us, the bowling alley, arcade, uh, games. And, you know, it was just it was just when we had clean, good, clean fun. And just to know that he's gone, um, you know, he had been ill, and so I know he's in a better place. But it's just, you know, guys, we have to stop taking so much for granted. Um, you know, Javonna posted it on Facebook yesterday. Love your loved ones while they're here. We can't always wait until they're gone to give them their flowers or to let them know how much they meant to us. Woo! So, Ryan, for all the times you just sat and listened to me when I was crying, <laughs> for all the times, uh, you know, you stood in for me when I needed you. You know, he was my, um, he was my Sadie Hawkins date. <laughs> um, he would just ride around in the car with me, and we would just talk about life and, you know, just stupid stuff. But it was just that good, clean fun. So I'm, um, I love you. Definitely gonna miss you. Um, but again, y'all, we just have to stop taking so much for granted. We're not gonna be here forever. And with Valentine's Day coming up, like I said, if you have a Valentine, that's wonderful. But you have to love yourself before anybody else can love you, and and you know before you can love anybody. So I love you, everybody. At Facebook, thank you for your support. Thank you for just supporting me in the show. To my family, to my friends, I love you. I thank God for you. And um, tomorrow's not promised. So live your day. Live every day like it's your last. And live, you know, live your best life. Live it to the fullest. That's TJ's Motivational Moment. We'll be back next week. Until then, be good to others. Be good to yourselves. But most of all, y'all be blessed. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you, Brian. Bye-bye.